0: please remain standing. Tonight, I would like to direct your attention to James chapter 4, verse uh, 13 to 17. In our morning worship service this morning, as we think about the new year, the year 2024, we considered our Christian life in relation to time believers in relation to time, to be wise with our time, to walk in wisdom. And then this evening, we are going to consider the importance of humility before uh, God, before the Lord, who blesses us with New Year in our life, to avoid boasting about tomorrow. James 4 13 to 17. Come now you who say today or tomorrow will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are Let's pray. Our Father and our God, as we now come to the hearing of your Word, Lord, we ask you to speak to our minds and our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit, especially as we think about our our relationship to time, to tomorrow, and our plans for the future. Oh Lord, help us to cultivate a humble attitude toward tomorrow, toward what you have preserved for us. And to that end, we ask you now to teach us and instruct us and prepare us for that by the teaching of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. What we have uh, before us tonight is a boastful businessman who does not take the Lord and God's will into consideration. Man who expresses... um, pride, and um, arrogant attitude toward their tomorrow, toward the year ahead of them. And the question I want us to ask tonight is, how do you see tomorrow? How do you look at your tomorrow? Tomorrow we're going to welcome another new year. The question I want us to ask and wrestle with tonight is how do we look at the new year? The men in our text tonight saw their tomorrow with with a boastful heart and they spoke as if they know what tomorrow will bring to them. Come now. You who say, today or tomorrow will go into such and such town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. They were speaking as if they controlled tomorrow. They were expressing themselves with a boastful heart as if they know what tomorrow Will bring to them. And God responds to them and to their arrogance and boasting about tomorrow in two ways. The first thing that God um, does through His Word, of course, is He rebukes them for boasting. You see that in verse 13 and 14. And then the second thing that God does is He gives them counsel about what to do, how to avoid boasting about tomorrow. So we, to, we see two things here. First, his rebuke, and then his counsel, his instruction, his guidance to the boastful. So first, the rebuke. What is James reproving this man for? We see two reasons in our text tonight. Why is he rebuking them? Why is he condemning them? Why is he criticizing them, if you will? Two reasons. First, uh, these men were planning their life, their business, and their tomorrow apart, uh, apart from God. Without God. Without consulting God. Without approaching God for counsel, for guidance. That was the first um, reason. And the second reason is they were relying on their own ability, on their own strengths. So the first thing we see is they were planning um, their life, their future, their tomorrow without God, without considering the will of God in their plan. Notice how they view uh, tomorrow. Come now, you who say. And this is their attitude about tomorrow. They're they're boasting about tomorrow. Today or tomorrow, we'll go uh, into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Now, the problem was not planning. What was wrong here was not these people making plans for tomorrow. tomorrow. But the problem was they were not thinking of God. They were not thinking of God's will. We don't see them praying, uh, taking their plans to God uh, in prayer and asking God, Lord, this is what we want to do tomorrow. This is what we want to do next year. This is the city or the town where we want to go and do business. Would you bless bless our plan? Would you bless our planning? That was not their attitude. Uh, That's not how they approached uh, tomorrow. They were very proud and, and boastful. They were speaking as if they control tomorrow, as if they make their plans effective by their own strengths. People who doesn't consider the Lord's will in their daily decision-making, has placed God second or third or at the bottom list of their plans. Or maybe not at all. And uh, this was the kind of people that uh, James was rebuking in uh, Matthew 6. 33, remember what Jesus told us, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yes, we seek uh, uh, things that we need in life. We seek employment, for example. Rich just prayed for those who are seeking for employment. There is nothing wrong about that. We seek to make money, to have good income. There is nothing wrong with that. But Jesus was teaching his disciples and all of us in Matthew 6:33. you uh, put uh, God and the things of God, uh, you put spiritual things ab- uh, above the material things, above uh, other needs that you have in this life. Uh, Spiritual things, especially God, is is superior um, over all uh, things that you need in this life. You see, Jesus was not uh, uh, anti-material things or blessings or joy in this world. He was saying, place the spiritual above the material. God over the things of this world. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and other things shall be added unto you. So put me first. Um, in 2 Corinthians one uh, seventeen, Paul talks about his plan, that he was making plans. Listen to, uh, to Paul. Was I uh, vacillating when I wanted to do this? Do I make my plans according to the flesh? No. No at this time. No. Always yes. Always with plan. You see, Paul was telling the believers at Corinth, Do I make my plan in in the flesh? No. My yes is yes. My no is no. If I plan something, you know, to do something, I'm going to do it. If I tell you I will come and do this and that uh, for you and with you, I'm going to do that. I'm not going to say to you, sorry, I changed my plan. I'm not going to do it. I stick with my plan. I am an apostle with what? With plan. And I am um, serious about my plan. You see, it is, it is a, wi- a wise thing to do. You know, planning is a wise thing to do. As long as you are saying, I want to do these things according to God's will. The second reason was uh, for the reproof was for relying on their own strengths. Verse uh, 13, uh, Today or tomorrow... We'll go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make profit. You don't see God there. You don't see the will of God there. We don't see them seeking for God's help in order to obtain that in life, in order to accomplish that in life. Not that your ability is not important. Who gives ability? Who gives skill? Who gives knowledge? God. Listen to Paul in 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace abound today, so that having all sufficiency in all things, at all times, you may abound in every good work. God is able to to do what? To make all grace abound. Abound to you. It is God who gives you what the ability, the strength, to do to do anything. In First uh, Peter four eleven, the Apostle uh, Peter first uh, First um, Peter four eleven. This is what uh, Peter says: Whoever speaks as one who speaks. Um, oracles of God. Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. By the strength that God gives you. By the ability that God gives you. You see, as we... um, face next year as we welcome uh, a new year tomorrow we need to remind ourselves that in this year our strength comes from god our ability is in god our ability is from god not not from us Um, back home one lesson that we learned as as people as a nation you know, after after independence, uh, enjoying freedom, enjoying um, a free um, nation, the, the, the you know the the saying, the, the slogan, if you will, in the, in the country was by our own, by our fingernails, by our you know fingernails, we will we, we, we will do it, we will we will we'll do uh, anything that we want to do. Uh, by um, our fingernails. That was not wise. That was Boston. And I came to America, you know, um, for good. And then what I started hearing was, yes, we can, yes, we can, yes, we can. And people repeating with the leader, yes, we can, yes, we can. And I, I never heard you know, if God's wills, by God's grace, with the help of God, we can, we, can, we can do this. But yes, we can. That was the attitude here, you see. When they were making their plans, you know, for business, for, you know, any plan in life, their attitude was, we will do this and we'll make money, we'll accumulate wealth. We will succeed in these things. The, our Lord Jesus Christ um, uh, told a parable in, in, in Luke um, chapter 12. Uh, very um, appropriate for uh, our text tonight. In Luke chapter uh, 12, our Lord Jesus Christ told a parable of the rich fool. And, and listen to the to the parable. Uh, someone in the crowd said to him, "Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me." But he said to him, "Man, who made me a judge or um, an arbitrator uh, over you?" And he said to them, "Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in abundance of his possessions." And he told them a parable saying, the land of a rich man produced plentifully. Now notice, notice carefully. The parable doesn't say the man produced plentifully. The parable doesn't say the man became productive. His land. The land. The land of a rich man produced plantfully. Who made the land productive? God. God blessed his labors and his field became uh, productive. And he thought to himself, to himself, not toward God, what shall I do for I have uh, nowhere to store my crops? And he said, I will do this. I will Uh, Tear down my uh, my barns and build um, larger ones and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself, and is not rich toward God. See the problem? The problem was the man was not rich toward God. He he was trying to be rich toward himself. You know, in this parable, in what the rich fool said to himself, you will never find God. You will never find God. Uh, about 13 times, I believe, uh, he made a reference to himself I, 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 I. No God. He was not considering God in his planning. No one knows what tomorrow will bring. When someone says he does know, he becomes full. God called this man what? Fool. Fool. You don't even know what tomorrow will bring to you. You don't control tomorrow. I control tomorrow. In Proverbs 3, 5, the scripture says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. Proverbs 27, 1. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. So, avoid boasting. Proverbs 23, 4 and 5. Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. When your eyes light on on it, it is gone, for suddenly it sprouts wings flying like an eagle toward heaven. What you accumulate in this life, your riches, your money, what you have in the bank, might uh, go away from you suddenly. And then you don't have it anymore. Or you might go and leave it behind. Isn't that what God told that uh, full rich? You know, they will come to your house tonight and take your life. You will be dead. You will leave everything that you have behind. Don't be full. Don't boast about tomorrow. You don't know what tomorrow will bring to you. Now, let's come to the counsel that God gave him. Isn't that amazing? God, you know, when even at the time that we become full, at the time that we boast, we become... uh, proud, in order to humble us, in order to correct us, he counsels us. You know, that's the reason why the psalmist in the book of Psalms said, I bless, I bless the Lord who counsels me, who corrects me, who rebukes me, and the counsel here was, Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. It is sinful. It is sinful to boast about tomorrow. In Psalm 127, we have this phrase, unless the Lord, unless the Lord, unless the Lord. Unless the Lord builds a house, the house will fall down. Unless the Lord blesses our labors, then we'll eat our bread with an anxious soul. Unless the Lord keeps Or protects the city. The enemy will attack and destroy the city. Unless, 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 when you go home tonight, uh, just read and meditate on Psalm 127. Unless, 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 so many times. Unless the Lord does this, this will not happen. God's will. The psalmist in Psalm 48, he said, I, le- I delight to do your will, O oh my God. Your law is within my heart. I delight to do your will. Your will. Without your will, without your permission, I will not take another step. I will not make a decision. Let me ask you this. On what does your decision-making Depends every time you make a decision on you, on your own understanding, on your own knowledge, on your own skill, intellect, or on God, his wisdom, his counsel. I delight to do your will, oh my God. Your law is within my heart. What about Jesus? Jesus. In John 4, 34, Jesus said, My food, this is what satisfies me, Jesus said. This is what I like to have in life. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. That's what I eat. That's what satisfies me, to do the will of my Father. I don't want to do anything, Jesus said, without the will of my Father. I want to do his will. I want to do all things according to the will of my Father. That was Jesus, the Son of God, the second person of Trinity. Respected and honored the will of God to that extent, that much. If Jesus would honor and respect and obey to the will of his Father... If, you know, if Jesus desires to do the will of his Father to that extent, to that degree, then what about us? What about us? Jesus is our perfect example. So we're learning two important lessons tonight. The first lesson is this. Avoid boasting about tomorrow. Avoid arrogant presumption. That's the l- lesson number one. Go ahead and plan your day. Go ahead and plan your tomorrow. Go ahead and plan your next year. You know, individually and as a church, we're going to have plan. We're going to plan things. But are we going to boast about them? Are we going to have you know an attitude like this toward our planning, decision making? Lesson number one, avoid boasting. Take them to the Lord in prayer and ask God to bless them for you, to use them for his glory. Put God first on your plans. Second lesson. Do not rely on your own ability, your own skill. That is pride. Remember what the wise king said in Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction. Pride goes before destruction. But I want to bring this home by pointing you to Jesus Christ. And his relationship to the will of his Father. Jesus was facing the cup. He was facing the cross. He was facing the most um, horrifying and painful uh, event in his life. Crucifixion. Dying on the cross. Shedding his blood on the cross. And he was in Gethsemane. And he prayed to God saying, Father, if it's your will, take this cup away from me, but not my will, your will. And the will of his father was for him to die on the cross, and he died on the cross. He did the will of his father. So beloved, my question to all of you tonight, in the light of the scripture, in the light of what we just heard from God's word is this. You're going to welcome another new year tomorrow. Now in this new year, are you going to do your will or God's will? If you do God's will, God will prosper you. He will bless you. He will make you rich toward God, not toward yourself, but toward God. Amen. Let's pray. Our gracious and heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of your word, the gift of life, the gift of freedom, the gift of the knowledge of you, our God, Your Son, Jesus Christ, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for lavishing us with all divine knowledge, wisdom, humility. And now we ask you to guide us by your word, to counsel us, to keep us humble. So that we will not boast about tomorrow. We will not boast about what we have. Because what we have, everything that we have comes from your fatherly hand. So as we enter by your grace and mercy into a new year. Lord, we ask you to make every one of us wise. Help us to apply the things that we learned from the two sermons today in our life. May what you taught us in the morning and now in the evening be our guide for next year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand together and respond to the preaching of the Word of God by singing... 2.45, Great is thy faithfulness.